First things first, we wanted to thank all of the new and returning listeners. We've seen a bump in our numbers and we appreciate your support and we hope you're enjoying the show. Yeah, each time I can't believe folks are actually interested in hearing us talk about reality TV, but thank you so much. We appreciate you and we hope to continue to bring you some kind of joy, entertainment, laughter, hopefully not sadness. (laughs) Today we'll be talking about Sister Wives Season 17, Episode 7, The Failed Priest. Now, before we dive right in, it was Logan's wedding weekend. I did sleuthing. I have a few things. I can't imagine how much analysis has been done by the community on Logan's wedding. The true MVPs are the people that found the photographer and found the preview shots. That's going deep. Yes. I don't know how you would find the photographer. I guess there's only so many in where they got married. No, but but didn't they get married in Vegas? No, they got married in Arizona, not Flagstaff, but somewhere pretty. This is all... Why Arizona? Maybe she's from there. I don't know. Logan never even lived there. We don't know about her, though. This... Literally, this family cannot escape, like, three states. (laughs) Utah, Nevada, Arizona. Like, they cannot... Even even the ones who have, like, Leon, who went to fucking Chicago, came right back. Yeah. And here we're thinking, like, oh, you're free. No. Janelle and Gabe sat next to each other. It was not Janelle and Cody in the front row. The front row consisted of Janelle, her kids, Christine, and Mary, which I loved. I honestly loved all the women being in the front. Now that you said that, Cody probably harbors really negative thoughts towards Christine. For, I think for, all le- the for leaving him. No, for, for, I think mostly for, for leaving okay. him. Okay. Do you think he wasn't up there because Christine was up there? I think he wasn't up there because him and Janelle are not together. I was talking to Ellie. She gave me this news. She broke it down for me. The parents that are supposedly together of their oldest son getting married. Not that it matters. Just your oldest kid. Oldest kid getting married. How are your parents not sitting next to each other at your wedding? If anyone needed any more evidence that this either the relationship's over or is it going to end? This shit is over. And there's a couple things here that we can pull from it. So it's over. One, I think that's a clear it's over. But two, it was really ugly. Or it's currently really ugly. Because even divorced people, they would still sit next to each other or at the least in the same row for a kid's wedding. They weren't sitting with the tender children, were they? Did you see the tender children in the photo? If by Aurora you mean tender children, yes, they were. Aurora was right next to them. Okay, so there's no excuse of the tender children. Yeah, there is, there's absolutely no excuse for your mom and dad to not be sitting next to each other at your wedding. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up is Cody and Robin were in the second row on the bride's side. Sure. So it was kind of a weird setup. They had multiple sections. And so there was the initial sections for almost the immediate family. And of course, Logan's family is going to be ginormous. They're going to combine with the bride's side. But I thought it was very interesting that on the family sections, Cody was all the way in the back of the family sections. I mean, it's only two rows in that area. But, I mean, father of the groom. Are we reading too much into this and Robin and Cody were late and there was no more room in the front row? Oh, that is so disrespectful. If they were late. Oh, 
No, I would try. I bet you everyone's going to read too much into that, but that's the most likely scenario. There's only so much room in the front. You're fucking late. Get your ass in the back. I just think it's well known that you would have a spot for the groom's father up there, regardless yeah, of what Robin, time it is. Robin, get your ass in the back. This is a spot for Cody. And the other thing I wanted to bring up is, did Cody want Robin to sit next to him up there? Janelle said, absolutely fucking not. And then Cody was like, well, I'm not sitting up there then. And Janelle's like, sure, I don't care. The way the couples work is you have this sort of time slash moments with each wife, right? Even though you're one family, obviously you're on a schedule. So you need to sort of, your attention needs to be on that wife. But also there's these incredible family events like the birth of a child. Things that supersede all of this scheduling. Things, sorry, go ahead. A back surgery. A back surgery. <laughs> your son getting married. Your your daughter getting married. These are things that are above these fucking schedules. Now, when your son is about to wed, fuck the schedule. Your time should be with your son, that kiddo's mom, and that's it. I mean, obviously, the rest of the family's there, but you need to be a unit. But the thing is, there hasn't been a schedule for years. It is He is a monogamous man in a monogamous marriage with Robin. With some additional friends. Mm, I think with three ex-wives. Do you think Mary's gone as well? No, but she's not a wife. No, I mean, true. he made it very true. clear. They're not even friends. He can't even acknowledge this woman when he walks by her. The wedding was fascinating, but you're not going to see it for like the next two. Oh, you're, I mean, it was never filmed, so it's not a part of the show. We'll true. see what trickles out on social media as well as, you know, now that I know the photographer. I also love the flex of some of these older kids that just absolutely will not be on the show. No, it's good, though. Like Logan. Live he your life. will not be on the I show. I want it, but I, I get it. Yeah. So a few other things from the wedding. Mary went, which was awesome to see. She was real sneaky and posted that she was on a road trip. So I thought she didn't go, but she was in some of the background and some of the photos. Christine went. She looked great. All the kiddos looked awesome. Michelle, gorgeous. The dress was great. Trying to think. Oh, McKelty, I think, was the only one that didn't go, but she's super pregnant with twins and Mm. no one could blame her. I initially thought Robin and Cody did not go because in all the photos, including the family photos of Janelle and all of her kids, he was noticeably absent. But that's pretty odd, though. It is pretty odd. But again, I think they are broken up and it got really ugly. And now they're not even talking. It's just a bummer. We're going to have to wait a really long time to see this. Oh, we're going to wait two years to see what's happening right now. But I think that's all my, I have. But I was really looking forward to the wedding because I knew it would say a lot. And I, seeing Cody only sit with Robin and not up in the front, I can read into that all day. Okay, but getting into this week's episode. Speaking of weddings, Cody is going to go to Tulsa. Sure. Tulsa? <laughs> yes. Oklahoma for Brian's wedding. What an infuriating man. Just, Everyone- oh, it's fine. The numbers are fine. I'm going to go. Everyone from the jump thought it was odd that anyone would ask Cody to be their, you know, minister for the the wedding processions. A guy that is an awful husband, an awful father, and essentially has three failed marriages. Yes, that is not exactly who I want to be. Not only giving advice, but sort of blessing, officiating our wedding. I wonder if his friends view the show. Oh, that's a good question. Like, do they see it? Like, a lot of folks aren't into reality TV like we are. 
I'm wondering if even if they saw it, they're like, no, 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 he's not like that with us. He's never like that. I I have a feeling there's just a different perspective from what we see to what they've seen interacting with him in person. And And I think it would be easy for them to brush that off. And kind of similarly in the beginning of the show, they try to sell us on polygamy and it's all great, yada, yada, yada. But now it's kind of, it's a shit show. But I'm sure when they're talking to their friends, they're sort of still sell it in some way. I love that Janelle immediately called him out for traveling. He always wanted to shit on them, but look at him now. It was funny because it's not acceptable until he wants to do something. Until he is the center of attention, it is not important. On his drive, he actually mentions the COVID numbers and he's like, yeah, I checked out the COVID numbers in the area and there's about 11,000 cases. That was not a little in my head. Well, in the U.S. total, he said. Okay, gotcha. I, I read that wrong. That is fairly low. But here's the thing. Did he ever even do that much research when he was denying everyone else time and trips? Was he? Did he look at numbers before telling Isabel he wasn't going to take her to college? Well, he wasn't because look at their COVID protocols. Half of the things on their list, I'll say 80% of things on their list, was never recommended by the CDC. No, exactly. And I'll never get over the fact that when he went to Mary's house with this list, he said, and he said it almost under his breath, well, we just asked the nanny what she was doing. It wasn't anything that he, Robin, the doctor, anyone came up with like he tried to sell it. Did you ever think it was weird that it had to be some kind of typed up list? Like it couldn't just be a conversation with your family? Well, my joke was it was him and Robin just like frantically typing right before this meeting. I'm I'm just thinking about it like if I was in that position, I'm not typing up this list we find out last weekend that cody and janelle went to janelle's niece's wedding and he's basically using that as a you're being a hypocrite i still think it's valid because the only reason you went to that and not all of these other serious life events was because you could still in a way be the center of attention you're willing to party and do joyous things but you're not willing to be a parent I thought for sure Robin was going to go on this trip, but she couldn't leave the tender children. We, we stayed. Robin was smart. Four days with Cody seems like a lot, considering two of those days are just driving. And he's angry. And he's hangry. <laughs> I was joking, not joking, but do you think Cody sort of... I wonder how he expresses his anger to Robin. Does he just vent to her of all the shit that's going on? Does he talk shit about the other wives? That's what I was going to ask. Do you mean in if she does something that he doesn't like or about the other wives? I don't I don't think it's the former. I think it's the latter. I think he just talks a lot of shit. Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed it. We didn't talk about it last episode, but Aurora and Brianna in the RV. They're old enough to know that you need to be polite and how you should act. And I agree with everything I saw online saying they acted this way because their parents act this way. Oh, they were definitely talking shit about Janelle's trailer. And they're just repeating it. We got a lot of repeats this episode, which I didn't love because we have a repeat at the start of the episode. And then we had a whole repeat about how Christine had to tell Truly. We had repeats with Cody. I, I love this show. I have a good time watching it. But I mentioned this to you initially at the beginning Of all the random shows I watch, I feel like Sister Wives, they just show you repeat scenes of things you've already watched. Not only as like a flashback, we're talking like scenes I watched just the last episode. Like we're not fucking idiots. We remember what we just watched in the last episode. 
kind of a knock on them of the lack of content or anything going on. But I digress. I just want new content. I want fresh events. I want new scenes. So Christine has been boxing up stuff in front of Truly, a kind of symbol of this is really happening. We are really going to move. She also saw Truly packing up her own stuff without being asked, without being told. She's like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. I ain't (laughs) shit over here. I didn't love the sit-down conversation with Truly. It just felt like such a sensitive topic. I don't know if we needed to be there. You could tell Truly was really uncomfortable. One, for the conversation, but also probably just having the cameras on her, even though it was just a cell phone. I mean, I agree. And then I think in a way, Truly's trying to appear strong. She's trying to make her mom feel better, I feel like. In a lot of the conversation, she just kept saying, it's okay, it's okay, mom, I'm okay. That's definitely what you say when you're not okay. Yeah, you're just trying to reassure her. She's so smart. She's such a sweet kid. I loved getting a little bit with her. I mean, we've said it before. I really want more talking heads with some of the other kids. Yeah, I would love that. Especially the older, I call them kids, but they're all adults. (laughs) See, the older folks. We find out that Truly has reached out to Aspen and her grandma. They were really reassuring and she was comforted by that. But then the realization kicked in that everyone knew before her. She's like, fuck, you knew too? Damn, who didn't know? She said it felt like betrayal. And very fair. Yeah, it's affecting you the most. You're the odd one out. I I could see that. You know, honestly, then truly mentions almost like she understood why she was the last one to be told because it would be the hardest one to tell. Yeah. That was really powerful for someone so young. She's a sweetheart. Along with her reassuring Christine that she's okay, it's okay, we're going to be fine, she tells us how Cody handled it. Cody came over the next day, basically said, you heard about the divorce. Okay. And that was it. In my reenactment, Cody walks in, he says, yeah, so you've heard about it? And she's like, yeah. He's like, okay, all right, bet, let's go. (laughs) Dope. All right, (laughs) see you later. Let me dab you up. (laughs) Cody says, I'm not a psychologist, just a shit parent. I'm glad you recognize that. Yes. He must hear what the community thinks about him. Unless his kids themselves are calling him a shit parent. Because I don't know where, <laughs> where do you get that from? Did you get that from your kids? I, Did you get that from the community? Everyone. Everyone knows he's a shit parent. Christine offered truly the main bedroom until they moved. And she was like, no, that's weird. But <laughs> thanks. Like, we're moving in like a month, mom. I don't. I'm not moving I'm not to moving a room. All my shit. No. And then it was adorable at the end. Well, uh, I'm making ramen, so I gotta go. We cut back to Cody in his hotel room getting ready for the wedding. He has a journal out. He's very intense. His eyes are wide open, and he's got nothing. Of all the people you could pick to do this, the person you did pick decides to get ready the night before. And not even really getting down to work. Oh, his delivery. I mean, we'll talk about it in a moment, but it was a struggle. It was bad. Real bad. Now, I want to call attention to Maddie and Caleb's wedding. Cody officiated it not very well, talked about himself, talked about how many wives he had, and forgot to have them exchange rings. They just had to kind of quickly do it after their ceremony. Why doesn't he just have like a a planner? That says, like, hit this note, then this note. Okay, exchange rings. Okay, do this. Kiss. Walk down the aisle again. Because we got to talk about his marriages. Oh, could you imagine? On my first marriage, I learned this. 
On the second, and each one of them is a long story. On the third marriage, I learned this. And then my sweet Robin came. And I- oh, the love of my life. So moral of the story is get married four times because your fourth will be a hit. That's right. We go to Brian's ranch and he is making the barbecue for the reception, it looks like. Cody is kind of hinting he should take a shower and he goes, I'm going to change my clothes. I really hope he took a shower. That smell is going to seep into your body. Oh, he's probably Texas. That Texas dry heat? He's sweating. Oklahoma. Oh, I'm sorry. Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma's probably got dry heat too. No, I think it's pretty. Oh, no. Oklahoma people tell me. I'm pretty sure it's humid. Yeah, I guess you are going towards the south. It's been a while since we've been in that area. Cody says, if I stutter through this, I'm only partially to blame. Meaning it's also Christine's fault. Here's a thought. What would you prefer? Someone trying to deliver it in a cool looking way, but they stumble a little because they're not reviewing their notes or someone that sort of doesn't stumble, but they're reading, they're like legit having to read off of the paper. I would rather have someone read off a paper. I think so too. I had, I recently went to a tech conference and one of the presentations, it was as bland as anyone could imagine. I mean, terrible delivery. Like no passion, but it's because the folks were reading, they had like a slide, but then they had like presenter notes and they were reading straight from the presenter notes, but they delivered the content. Well, it's different in that case because it is technical content. Sure. So I feel like I'm kind of, you don't have a lot of wiggle room is what I mean. Officiating wedding, wiggle room. The only knock on that way you could do is... How much did you really prepare because you're just reading off this thing? Well, no one likes presenting anyway. True. So, I mean, I think it's a comfort thing as well. Just don't be Cody. Just don't. That's what I'm getting at is take the notes over just being the stumbling guy who's then taking out your own frustrations on this new couple. But it was weird. He had notes, but he still did these really awkward pauses. Yes. I'm like, why don't you just look at your note? Before the wedding, he turned to the groom and said, are you sure? Are you sure you're sure? That's a fucking weird. That's a weird question to ask somebody. Let this guy enjoy his wedding day. We see Cody at, well, I was going to say the altar, but more the stage with the bride and groom. Super cute. Everyone is very happy to be there. Cody turns to the bride in front of everyone and asks, are you nervous? Because I am. That's just weird. Why? He's so nervous. He's just doing weird shit now. Don't ask the bride if they're nervous. Everybody's fucking nervous right now. Also, stop making it about you and just your feelings. He's struggling. There's lots of ums. There's awkward pauses. There's weird transitions. It's just not going well. But Cody's main advice was, you have to accept your partner for who they are. You cannot change them. And if only he could accept his own advice. I mean, then it shortly goes downhill. Yeah, and then there was a whole tangent about... It's not always compromise, or it should always be a win-win, not a compromise, but literally marriage is just one big compromise. He said something like, marriage isn't a compromise, it's like two people trying to get to a win-win situation. Yeah, but that's not how it is. I kind of, I feel like I kind of get where he's trying to go to. It's, he's more like trying to explain of two people trying to get to the best situation for, from two different perspectives, but he said it all fucked up. I feel like there's compromise in that because otherwise it's two people very strong headed that both want to win. I mean, that kind of just tells you when Cody has to make a decision on something that revolves his partners, 
he's always looking at it from a way of how can I win in this situation? Yes. Yes, Janelle got the RV, but fuck her. I'm going to tell her I'm not fucking staying in the RV. I'm going to Robin's house. She better fucking accept it. I'm going to point out everything wrong to make sure you know why I'm not staying with you. And it's your fault and you will suffer the consequences. And that's his win. Janelle gets the trailer. He gets to stay at Robin's a bit longer. That's right. We cut to an interview with Robin and she says that he does and says things that only others wish they could. What the fuck was this? How does this come out of your mouth? What was the prompt question? This is some weird energy. (laughs) She will always gas Cody up. It doesn't matter. I mean, in some ways, Robin probably does view Cody as her savior. Yeah. I mean, single mom, three kids. She forced the kids to call him dad. Even though she said she dated, I would imagine it's very little to no prospects. Oh, no. She dated a lot. She was proposed to multiple times. Well, there's a reason she didn't say yes. Because they don't got the money. They weren't up to snuff. And here comes Cody. He's like, fuck yeah, I'm taking three kids. I'm adopting them. I already have like 15. Let's do this. Then we see Cody at the reception. He's dancing in a circle. He's dancing with people. He's trying to get everyone hype. It was a whole thing. Cody again tries to justify going to the wedding because he said he only had to be gone four days. As to where he would have to be gone something like six weeks to go to Isabel's surgery. I don't think he had to be gone that long for the surgery. If he could have just shown support, went the day of, one or two days after, I think that would have made a world of difference to Isabel. Versus, well, I'm just gonna not going to do anything. I think at the time he just has that strong COVID backing to sort of say why he couldn't go. Do you remember when everyone was hanging out at Christine's sister house? Hunter came down, other family came down to be with Isabel before the surgery. Or was it, it might have been directly after when she was released. But flowers arrived and I immediately thought they were from Cody. I was like, okay, at least he's showing support. But it was from her freaking grandparents. I would love to know how many times he even tried to contact her through that process. Yeah, like, a, I mean, directly, not sure. Christine Howish. I mean, like, texts. can we get on some FaceTime? Yes. Mm-hmm. Christine says that she cannot respect this man anymore. Christine has a way of throwing some shade. She I has, love it. She has a look. She has, like, a, an eyebrow raise every time she's talking her shit. And I'm like, okay, I feel you. It's a confident almost mellow yeah voice yeah we cut to coyote pass and the saga that is leveling the rv cody doesn't respect gabe as a son as a human being at all he talks about oh gabe thinks he knows more but he hasn't even read the manual has cody sat down and read the manual legit i think i see gabe as someone who actually would read the manual (laughs) We find out that Christine and Janelle have been hanging out more now than ever, essentially, since they've been in Arizona, it sounds like. She'll come over, have coffee, have some breakfast, do her laundry. Okay, at some point, especially when the laundry came out, I was thinking, okay, how much of that is out of necessity? (laughs) Janelle has no running water, no power. She has just nothing. Yeah, but at least she's willing to offer that because the lady... 0.2 miles up the street is not offering her laundry room, is not offering coffee. Is it that close? It's super close. She's just, it's on the same road. She's up the hill. I wouldn't say not offering more than they just don't have that kind of relationship. 
I mean, it can be inferred that they do not talk at all because then we see the creepy scene of Robin overlooking her fortress just below her mansion. And she says, yeah, it was weird. I've, I've just never seen her out here. I come out here all the time. And if I saw her, I would have said hi. Are you not saying hi regularly otherwise? Also, why don't you just text her? Yeah, anything. And be hey, like, Janelle, hey, I'm, I'm going to go by the RV. Are you, are you there? He's like, oh, I'll be there at like one. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll shoot over at one if that's cool. Hey, we're making a big breakfast. Come over. Just anything. Hey, throw in your laundry while you're over. It does surprise me how, honestly, at this point, I just want to watch the all of the Vegas seasons because everyone is so close. And in some way, I feel kind of lied to because they try to sell this whole family, one unit thing, birthdays, everyone's getting together. But in reality, when they're forced to live apart, it kind of shows how real or not their relationships are. Like yeah. it almost seems like nobody but Mary has any relationship with Robin at all. I but feel like it's Ve- always been that. But during Vegas, I didn't feel that as much. Yeah. I mean, I felt like Robin was more involved with everyone a little bit, at least now, seemingly. Now, I wonder if I ever watched that. Is it, are those moments hard for Robin? I feel like Pearl marriage is well, really hard on her. I think it's really hard on everyone when she comes in. Christina's screaming from episode one how unhappy she is. Well, there was one scene in Janelle's trailer where they're about to talk about intimacy and she's like, oh, I, I can't be in here for that talk. And I'm like, you're like 50. This should be no big deal. It should just be. You're, you're she's fucking not a- that old. <laughs> well, no, Cody's like 53. And she's significantly younger. Oh, yeah, younger. she's probably like 46 or something. <laughs> anyway, you're in your 40s. You're a full grown adult. It's fucking intimacy, all right? I, I just, I honestly, I find it funny that she's so butthurt about hearing Cody fucking other women when this Even is, though, well, you're the fourth wife. Yeah. Like, there's been plenty before you, and, but she shut that down. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she, she shut said that down no more. Quite. She said, I'm here now, you're not touching anyone else. Exactly. One theory, I wish somebody can sort of do their weird deep sleuthing, but it really seems like... The intimacy numbers went way down. Some too, you know, Mary had this whole fling thing. But it seems like they went down shortly after Robin arrived. Before the catfish situation, they weren't having sex. And Christine describes it as years. Janelle might describe it as longer than that. Yes, and Mary said 10 years. And so... who showed up about 10 years ago? Yeah. 10, 12 years ago. So connect those dots. Those blaring dots. (laughs) It would be really interesting if one day these wives got together, not Robin, and discussed, when did Cody, like, stop being intimate with you? I think they already know. They already connected the dots. Yeah, if they haven't said it, they already know. Then we get the saddest scene with Gabe. So we know Cody broke his heart last season. It was horrible. He clearly has not tried to mend this. Or make any progress at all. He continues to blame Gabe for the status of the relationship. And Gabe says, I don't know what I did wrong. It seems like he's tired of putting in any effort with me. I don't think Gabe should be so hard on himself. I think Cody's tired of putting in effort to anyone that's a certain age. He's almost like, hey, did my best to you. You got to move on, grow up. And I got to like shift focus to the next crew. Well, as long as you're not Robin's kids, because then you always get the love, attention, and care. That is really fascinating. Yeah, it's just weird because, I mean, Cody, those aren't your kids, man. I mean, they're not your biological kids. No, I mean, even if you are, yes, you're their primary father role person, that's fine. But why 
are you putting them on a pedestal? Everyone talks about how Robin makes her kids younger, like depending on her. Sure. So is Cody also falling into that of, no, these kids, they need this help. They need me. Yes. They need, exactly. People depend on me. It's possible. Then Cody arrives at Christine's house and they talk about kind of plans of the house. Christine has an idea that she will rent the house to two people. She'll keep the upstairs locked and closed off for her and truly so that when they come back for visitation, that they will have a usual place to stay. Not an awful idea. Cody says he doesn't know what to think of this, but if she could just sell this house, they could pay off Coyote Pass. If you could ever see someone not be able to read a situation or a room, it is Cody. Why in the fuck... Would Christine sell her house with her name on the lease so you can pay off your family's property that she will no longer be a part of? We find out that the family put the down payment on the house. So we're thinking the family has a pot of money. They had to move. They're like, hey, we need to allocate these funds so we can find places to live. Somehow Robin ended up with a million dollar home. Janelle ended up with a hoopty. And Mary ended up with a bougie home as well, too. I don't know how that worked out. And Christine ended up with a fairly basic looking home. Now, we were thinking, okay, Christine's on the lease. I understand if you sold the home, you should keep the money. But I was like, to be fair, maybe you should like put some of the money back that was used for the down payment. And you can keep the rest. And as much as I hate Cody, I could get behind that. We were playing with fake numbers. Let's just pretend you sold the home for like 400 grand. Maybe like 60 grand was used for the down payment. Okay, you give the 60K back, you keep the rest. Doesn't seem like the worst deal. And the value has gone up, so you will make that back. That's fine. But Cody cannot help but put him and Robin on a pedestal. He says that he and Robin gave her the down payment. But how the hell did Robin contribute to this? She does not work. She has never worked. And also, if you want to think back to the timeline, her Vegas house was not sold by the time Christine bought that house. So it wasn't like that was the money from Robin's house. I just hated the way he worded that. Why didn't you say the family helped Christine buy this home? Why did you have to say... Like you and Robin. Like you are in debt to Robin. Then like mid-conversation out of nowhere, we switch and he says, I bought this house with my money. It, just, it, it, it holds no weight because you're all a part of this show. Your money is just from this show. Everyone else's money at the time was just from this show. You need to calm down. You know, in some ways, you, you know, Cody thinks that this show would not exist without him. Now, mind you, yes, that's true. You need a husband for the plural marriage, but... The wives make up a huge portion of the show, if not more, obviously, than Cody. Oh, I don't want to see Cody. Yes. <laughs> the oh, we, wives we, we, make We've been it. talking about Janelle, Christine's spinoff, and we would watch that shit. Yeah. I want to watch Christine date. Honestly, I'd probably watch Mary date. I want to see how awkward she is. Yeah, I would totally watch it. I think she's an, she would be an awkward duck. And I love it. Feel free to send me royalties. Sister wives to single life. Hey, Let's I go. like it. Let's go. <laughs> Pay my royalties. Thank you. Leon at From the Friar. Thank you. <laughs> so Cody wants a custody agreement because if he doesn't have one, the state just takes custody of Truly, which that's I don't think that's how that works. Like somehow the mom just doesn't have custody. I've, I've never been a part of a custody battle, but I'm even my 
unaware self knows there's no fucking way that's how that happens. And then he tells her, don't get a lawyer. They're just going to take all your money. Uh, uh, no, he's, please, please go get legal. He's doing a level. If someone rewatches this, he's doing a level of fear mongering towards Christine to essentially control the actions she makes in this situation. And in some way, okay, he says, oh, the bro code, the lawyers tell you like, yeah, if you're in a custody battle, like you're fucked as a guy. I'm like, yeah, but you're also telling Christine the advice that would benefit you. Of course. Especially by saying we're not doing anything ever in Utah. And she questions, even though I'm moving to Utah. Also, Cody has businesses registered in Utah. So clearly isn't that bad. I think it's odd that he has such a big hate for Utah because I guess they're in reality. Polygamy is not legal there. Well, I mean, it drove they're, him out. They're remember? in some way prosecuted or whatever, but. There's still polygamists that live in Utah. Yeah. He needs to not we see act them on like, the show. He needs to stop acting like he's the only one. They went to Utah to visit their <laughs> polygamous friends. Yeah. I think you need to be more worried about the lack of time you've been spending with your kid, which is a great evidence for Christine to win full custody of her. Yeah. There's a lot of proof and they literally have it on TV and video of his opinions and lack of time. You have some alternate family who apparently can't be apart from you for like more than two days, but your wife's moving like 10 hours away, 12 hours away, whatever it is. I mean, there's a lot of things not going for you. You're not legally married. I've said it before. I want to know if he has ever gone to see Truly in Utah. Does he always make someone bring her to Flagstaff or does he make someone meet them halfway? What's the deal? I honestly think he hates Utah so much that he wouldn't spend a night there. Yeah, I could see it. On the next time on, Janelle says the RV was a rude awakening. And I'm wondering if that's hinting at her relationship with Cody. Hmm. I think as far as it was harder to live there than she thought, that's kind of what I was picking up on. That's what I thought of at first. But now I'm wondering if the awakening is maybe things she didn't want to face with Cody. I mentioned, I mentioned this earlier. I think Janelle doing all of this in some way was a test to the family and a test against Cody. I agree. I agree. She's saying I'm doing the the most. I am going to do everything I can to show I am doing what I can. But in a way, she's also trying to answer, is this a dream or is this a reality? He wants to she wants to see how Cody's gonna react. And he did not pass the test. <laughs> if I do all of this. And nothing happens on Coyote Pass, even getting fucking water and electricity. Yeah. I'm fucking out of here. Robin and Mary get together, and Robin is so manipulative. She says, hang on with me. We have to rebuild. I can't wait to watch that sit down because I'm curious what she means by rebuilding. Are you talking like stocking a pantry or like getting more wives? I want there to be a new wife so bad. There's no way she would let that happen, though. And she she got this man to stop sleeping with three other women. A new one is not coming in. Oh, if a new 35, 38-year-old wife showed up? Oh, Robin was not having that. No. Just to go back a little. Do you notice every time Cody and Christine talk about truly coming to Flagstaff, 
it's almost like he can't commit that she'll have her own room. No, he can't <laughs> commit at all. And even this episode, he's like, well, I'll make a room at Robin's house because he knows that's the only other place. He doesn't go visit anyone else. No, he said he's like, oh, well, there's only one house. Well, yeah. because in his mind, obviously, Janelle's in a trailer, so not a house. Yeah. And Mary's house, for some reason, is not... Mary must hate kids, like legit. She no, must, she must she, hate kids. No, it's just Cody hates her. Like Mary's house wasn't even an option. He's like, yeah, at Robin's, it's the only house. Yeah. Okay, you say that, but why wouldn't Mary invite Janelle to live with her? Well, they were never like friends. You don't have to be friends to live together. I mean, you stay, you stay over there. I'll stay over here. In the book, they talked about how Mary was just so mean to Janelle, and Janelle felt so happy when Christine joined the family to hopefully get the target off her back. Sometimes I think about this family with the wives. There's sort of this measuring of power. Like at this point, you cannot live under another wife's roof. Yeah, like they will it, not it happen. It doesn't work. You can't go back. We'll yeah. never see it again. Even if for. So- some miracle happens. They build on Coyote Pass. Do you notice we're not even humoring the one big house anymore? It will never happen again. Then we also see in the next time on a little bit more house drama. Cody saying he has an emotional attachment to the house. What, for all two nights you stay there? <laughs> like, it's I don't like, know. It's like, I had guns there. I had safes over there. Oh, so, my things in those it boxes. So nice. It was so nice. I had, I, my, I had my books over there. My empty <laughs> notebooks. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. Great pod. Thank you for being on it with me. Oh, are you thanking me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. No, my, as, as the lead slash co-host, I appreciate you. Oh, you're a sweetheart. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all the listeners. Thank you so much. If you also join us for Married at First Sight, Decision Day is on Wednesday, so we will be live tweeting with you guys. It is always a good time, and especially for Decision Day. So we will be live tweeting the Eastern premiere of that. So stay tuned, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.